Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhard, and I'm your host. Welcome back. All right, so we are concluding our series, little little mini series we've had here, on the four psychological shifts by R.C. Peck um, in order to increase our maturity. So basically, we're saying, how do I need to change my thinking to change my life? Huh? Novel idea, right? So uh, I think um, personally, I if I were to rank these, I would think the one we did yesterday on emotional flexibility versus emotional poverty is probably the most important. Uh, I, I do think this one that we're going to talk about today, mental flexibility versus mental rigidity is probably number two in importance. Okay. I really feel like, um, the, the other two, they, they kind of take care of themselves if you know, but it's okay. You know, we still need to be intentional, but, but yesterday's we need to be highly intentional and today's definitely intentional. Okay. So basically, um, what we're talking about, if you've ever read Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, so her last name is, is spelled D-W-E-C-K. If you've never read it, the title is Mindset. Go order that book right now. Okay. It is, it's a really cool book. So she does a lot of, um, she's got a lot of research stuff in there. Okay. So it's a little dry at some points, but there's a lot of case studies and examples in there. Um, but she talks about the difference between having a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Now, her, um, her work has nothing to do with your age and or maturity level. Okay. She talks about the mindset. So, uh, what we're talking about today is maybe a little bit different, but it really does play into effect of what we're talking about. So you could have, um, let's say a 10 year old who has a very growth mindset or a 10 year old with a very fixed mindset. Now, I think Carol does a really amazing job of talking about um, kind of how these, well, in that instance, how these children are developed, right? How does the, the fixed or growth mindset become developed in your, uh, let's say, home, culture, society, right? By your earliest caregivers, also by the school system, right? Which I love because as a teacher, I want to say, oh, yes, let's design things so that children develop this growth mindset, right? But then also, how does it hinder you from having uh, great relationships, from making money, from having the career that you want, from having meeting the health goals that you want? And when you have a fixed mindset, um, it can do a lot of damage in your life. You think that you're staying safe and secure, uh, and, and working towards success when in reality it's hindering you. So reading her information is going to be really helpful for you, uh, especially if you do find that you have more of a fixed mindset or, or mental rigidity. Okay. So a couple things to think about. Another book that I, I really love is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. If you haven't read that, go read that. I've read it. I can't even tell you how many times I've been keeping track in my book uh, dozens of times now. Uh, there is a chapter in there that he talks about specialized knowledge. So what Napoleon Hill did was he went and he interviewed hundreds of successful people at the time that he wrote the book. Uh, these were people that really had... Um, I mean, they changed the world with their ideas and their, and their work. 
And so as he was talking about specialized knowledge, he said, you know, there's, there's uh, regular knowledge and then there's specialized knowledge. So the premise is that most people, what happens is they get training and education uh, for their job, right? So, uh, you know, right now in the United States, the, the predominant understanding is that you need to go to college in order to be successful. Now, those, those winds are kind of changing again. The pendulum is swinging back. Um, used to be you could be successful whether you finished high school or not, right? And, and within the last, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, it, it became understood now you need to go to college right but even college at the bachelor's level is still a generalized understanding right it's generalized knowledge it's not specific yes you go when you say oh i'm going to get my bachelor's in teaching or business right but within that it's still very general so if you go get a teaching degree there's a million things you can do in this world with a teaching degree uh, I think about it, most federal jobs that are in an office, they want to know, did you get your bachelor's? They don't care what it's in. In essence, they're going to train you in their very specific specialized knowledge. So this is how our system works. So when they're asking you, did you get your bachelor's? What they're asking is, can you learn? We're going to teach you what you need to know, but can you learn? So you can't actually go get a bachelor's in something that's going to help you in one of these jobs other than the practice of learning. Does that make sense? Okay. Or you are on the job training, right? On the job training is, is great, but it's still very um, general, right? Uh, I've taken a lot of classes on how to be a better coach, a better speaker, a better trainer, uh, but until you really start to delve down and, and do the work of individualizing those concepts, you don't begin to develop this specialized knowledge uh, that's going to help you. Okay. Now, some people, what they do, uh, most people actually, if they're not maturing in this area of mental flexibility, um, they develop their, what we call their, their fixed belief system. They become rigid in their thinking. Okay. Um, also they, they become what I call lovingly and with all gratitude in my heart, purists. Okay. So I'll give you a great example. Um, Psych K is a lovely, uh, belief changing modality system that I have found humongous benefit for myself and also for my clients, especially when you're trying to process out trauma, um, stress, uh, really understanding what are these issues that keep popping up into my life, uh, chronic issues, whether they be chronic health issues or chronic mental issues, uh, or you're stuck and you just can't seem to move on from whatever it is that you're working on. Forgiveness work. Psyche is a beautiful help for that. I love, that's one of my favorite multi-purpose tools in my toolbox. It can help with just about everything. However, some, some Psych K uh, facilitators become what I call purists in that um, they, they don't have creativity around how to do Psych K. They say, well, if it's not in the book, we don't do it. Well, I'm sorry, that's not how I operate. Uh, I, I learned the general understanding of Psych K and I've been to 200 plus hours of, of in-person training uh, and supervision to be able to, to use that model. 
However, over hundreds and hundreds of hours of, of using it for myself and others, I have learned quite a bit, right? But the purists are in this like mental rigidity place. They can't allow another new idea to come in. So general knowledge is okay. We all need to have general knowledge in life, right? But we also need more than that. So one of the things that I find um, sometimes when I go into work with a group is that they have what I call group thinking. Uh, I, I'm working with a board right now, and quite honestly, they're like the good old boys club. Um, I don't think that there's a person in the group under the age of 40, and 95% of them are male. <clears throat> and within that, um, probably 90% of them are white. Okay. Um, they have developed a group thinking. Okay. So over time, because they don't have new ideas that are coming in, new people that are coming in, uh, they think the same way that they thought 20 years ago. Okay. That can be dangerous. That can keep your organization stuck. Right. Individuals do this as well. Um, this is the only way to think about it. There's only one right way, right? Um, this is what you should do. You know, you don't believe that? Um, go start a war on Facebook, right? Uh, last week, I, I ticked off a lot of people because I shared a, a picture of Barbie doing yoga. Um, a, a lot of very ultra-conservative Christians uh, came after Barbie doing yoga because in their belief system... Um, that, that is, uh, you know, opening yourself up to new age, satanic, demonic type things. Now, I don't believe that. Many of the people that I associate don't believe that. I don't discount them for believing that that's their way of thinking. Um, but there's also a million other ways to think about that Barbie. And so what they didn't notice is all of these other people who were sharing a different perspective, everything from, ah, wish I could be in that pose, um, to, yeah, no, uh, this is, this is awesome. This is, you know, my, my, you know, my daughter does yoga and, and I'm going to get this for my granddaughter, right? There was a lot of different ways of thinking about it, but the person who is in a place of mental rigidity, um, thinks there's only one way to think about this. And if you think differently than me, there's something wrong with you. That's not mental flexibility. That's not maturity. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't say that you have to think like everybody else. I didn't say you have to agree with them. I understand the ultra conservative view of that Barbie. I understand that. And quite frankly, when I do those Facebook posts, um, it's an awareness check for me. Where are you at? Ah, yes. Okay. I understand a little bit more about why you posted this way on other things, right? I'm not judging you for believing that. I understand how you come to that belief. And I'm not telling you that you need to think any differently either, right? Because you get to choose what you're going to think about that. So it's not about, do you agree with me? I don't care what you think, right? I've said that before here. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you believe. I just care that you do think and that you check your beliefs, right? Because I don't want you to get stuck. Um, another thing that, that happens is that when you're in this place of mental rigidity, you know, something happens in life and you have this understanding of, I should know how to do this, right? I should know. And now you're into blaming and shaming and judging yourself. 
I recently had this as I'm, I'm learning more about, um, money and how money works and also finances. Uh, you know, I, I, I realized, you know, there were some things that, that I, you know, listen, I, I don't have a, a really big past on financial literacy. That wasn't a, a priority for my family. When you're working five jobs to put food on the table, yeah, you, they're not going to teach you about emotions or financial literacy. Okay. We're just surviving. Um, and so there's a lot of things. And so, you know, there's constant times when I'm like, oh man, I should know this. And I check myself on that. Cause I'm like, should I, what's the evidence for that? Who taught me this? Nobody ever taught me this. Why, why do I think I should know this? And then I'm arguing with reality if I say I should know this. So now I look at it and go, oh, makes perfect sense why I don't know this. Okay, how can I know this? And now it pulls me into that growth mindset of somebody out there knows this information. Who can I connect with? So now I'm not only learning new information, adjusting my thinking, I'm also connecting with other people, which goes back to that very first um, psychological shift of socializing, right? So I'm growing. In my, my lack of knowledge, I say, oh, I can learn and connect with other people. But if I say I should know this, it keeps me in my individual little bubble and like, ooh, don't, don't let anybody know that I don't know this, right? So when we ask for help from other people, there's this thing that often happens. Uh, I call it the third brain. Um, it, it's like your energy and the other person's energy, they kind of meet up. And then all of a sudden, like you, you spur on new thoughts. This is why I love having conversation with people who are, um, safe people for me, because they always help me to spur on new thoughts. It's like you're, you're grabbing, um, inspiration from another brain, right? Uh, and you realize that there's always a way to take care of whatever problem issue or challenge you have. But you see, that requires mental flexibility. Can you take in a new idea? Can you entertain the idea? You know, lately I've been watching a lot of Netflix documentaries. I love these documentaries. Um, and I, I will say probably 80% of it I agree with and probably 20% of it, not so much. That's okay. I was watching a documentary the other day and this girl was <laughs> describing and explaining something and I was like, Okay, I get what the show is trying to to get at as far as her viewpoint, but yeah, she's not seeing the full picture, right? Um, but I can watch a documentary or read a book that might not mesh with my current belief system and I can ask myself, hmm, is there anything in here that I might want to accept? Sometimes I say yes, sometimes I say no, but I totally get where you're coming from, right? That's mental flexibility. Mental rigidity is saying, oh, you can't, you can't read these books. You can't watch these TV shows. Like having a lot of rules and regulations around what you can and can't do because somehow it's going to harm you. If you believe that a book is going to harm you, that is a sure sign that you are in a place of mental rigidity and not mental flexibility and a sure sign of your immaturity. Again, you don't have to believe me. This is the work of R.C. Peck. You can, you can blame him if you want, okay? 
All right, so just like we have with the other three, uh, you know, make your, your line, your continuum. On one side is mental flexibility, one side is mental rigidity. Where do you put your X on the line? Why? The, the, the most important thing, it doesn't matter really where you put the X, but you got to answer the question, why did you put it there? Why would you say you're more mental rigidity or mental flexibility? What's the evidence for that? right? And if you don't know, go ask a safe person, ask them, would you say that I'm more flexible in my thinking or more rigid? They will tell you. Okay. If they don't, that's probably a sure sign that you're mentally rigid. Okay. Because th there might be some fear of them telling you, you know, because you might have some control issues with that. Just take that in. Okay. And ask yourself, what, where do you want to be? Maybe you're right where you are, but maybe you want to be more flexible. Okay then what's the next step? All right. Hey, thank you so much for joining us on this series. I hope that you have found it valuable. Uh, I really had a lot of fun putting it together, uh, really teasing out these ideas and, uh, you know, thinking about it uh, for myself too. You know, I, I've done the same evaluation that I'm asking you guys to do, and it's been very fun. So uh, I hope that you take that with that, that spirit of fun and joy and, uh, and, and then also, you know, maybe rewarding. Some of you, as you're doing these evaluations, you go, oh, I am mature, <laughs> right? Um, so take that. Yes. I, hey, listen, I'm a doctor. I'm going to put that stamp of approval on you. Yes, you are mature. Uh, and some of you, you probably found, ooh, I've got some work to do right? Wherever you find yourself, I hope that this was helpful for you. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.